Well, by now, hopefully you know that you need to do some marketing. So the question then becomes, how do we do this marketing? What types are available? What do they mean? How do you use them? When are they beneficial? All that fun stuff is what we're going to talk about on today's episode. It's time to become the overdog. All you dog businesses, get ready to level up. This is the Overdog Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Overdog Podcast. I am Fern, happy to be with you and to talk about business. So I'm very excited, more so than usual, perhaps, because I have been working on something behind the scenes. I'm only, I guess I'm always kind of working on something behind the scenes, but uh, this is for you, <laughs> this is for you guys. So I was thinking of, you know, it's I love, you know, working with people and businesses. I it's just, you know, I just love helping you guys succeed, all right? I have a passion for the dog business and for you guys. So I'm always trying to figure out ways that I can help you the most. And I love working with my clients. I love being able to help you in a, like a, a big capacity, you know, working hand in hand with you, like I do with my clients who uh, I do marketing for. However, I also understand that not everyone is going to be uh, right for that program. Maybe you're not at the level yet where you're able to bring on someone to do marketing. Maybe you're a very small dog daycare and you don't have the budget to hire somebody to do marketing. So for all of you, I'm creating something I think that's going to be very helpful. So I'm writing another book, okay? And the book is tentatively titled The Dog Daycare Marketing Blueprint. And it's going to detail basically what I do, all right, for my clients. And it's going to kind of map out the exact things that I do for them to help them grow their business. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show you exactly what you can do so that if you have the desire to do it yourself, you can. All right. And my goal with the book is hopefully it'll help you guys um, to get new customers, make your business better till you're at the point where then we can work together. All right. So that's the goal. So I'm very excited. The book is just, I finished writing the bulk of it. It is off to the editor right now. And I'm not sure when it's going to come out. I'm working on the cover. Then I'll have to do the design on the inside and everything. I'm hoping it should be out in April. All right. Is my goal. All right. So I'm going to make that available to you guys. And what I'm doing with it is I'm also creating like an online video course kind of a companion to it uh, so that you have two different options to try to get this information in because I really want it to help you. So one of the things I want to talk about today is a topic from this book that's going to come out. And it is about the different kinds of marketing that are available to you. To get your messages in front of the right people, you have to have a delivery mechanism, all right? And typically that's going to fall in two categories. You have your free and then you have your paid. Now, both, I think, are really useful and relevant, and they work best when they're interchanged together. Uh, So we're going to talk about each of them, and you can decide, you know, which or which one works best for you. Um, I'm going to give you my recommendations, as always, but you got to do what's right for your business, but you got to know the options that are out there. So I like to use this salad analogy, or basically lunch. So let's say you wanna, it's you're, you wanna eat, all right? You're, you, it's lunchtime. You, you're, you're, we're gonna eat healthy. We're gonna have a salad. Hey, why not? Let's try to be healthy, all right? So you want a salad. Now there's two things you can do here. Well, there's maybe a bunch, but there's two main things that you can do if you want to have a salad. 
Way one, all right, is you go to the store and you buy some seeds, all right? And you get some tomato seeds, some lettuce seeds, peppers, whatever you want. You plant them in the ground, all right? And then you take care of them. You water them, make sure they get sun, keep the varmints away from them. And over a period of time, they start to sprout. You keep taking care of them. And I don't know, I'm not a gardener, but a few months later, maybe, uh, you've they start to sprout. You harvest them. Then you clean them up, put them together, and boom, you eat lunch, okay? You have a salad. We Everyone used to do it that way. I don't know too many people that do that way now. Why? Because they invented supermarkets. Someone has done all that work. All we have to do is walk into a supermarket or a restaurant and pay a little bit of money. They've done all that work for us already, and we eat right now, okay? So this is the way I think of free versus paid marketing, okay? You can do it for free, okay? That typically is low cost or free, you know, little cost or free, and it is slow, all right? You have to wait for all those seeds you planted to actually produce fruits or vegetables in this case that you can eat. Or... You can pay some money and get it really fast, all right? And you decide what's best for you. For me personally, although I do both, I think both are very relevant. I'm not, I don't, the problem is, is not everyone has the luxury of the time to wait, okay? You're going to starve before you can actually get those vegetables to grow. And what if it doesn't go right? You know, what if you, you miscalculated something? All right, and the crops don't grow. You starve. All right, that's what happens with a lot of free stuff. All right, free marketing. We're doing it because we think it's going to work. We're going to go great. Okay, it's going to take some time. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And but it might work, and that's great. But if it doesn't work, then you're screwed. You starve. And a lot of businesses out there are starving because they don't have any marketing that is actually producing stuff that they can use. So for me. I am all about paying a little money to eat today, all right? So when I discovered supermarkets, I don't even think about gardening. When I discovered paid advertising and marketing, I don't really think about the free stuff as much. I still do it, but just not as much, all right? Because it's so much easier and quicker to do it right now. All right, so that's how I think about it. So that's how I want you to think about it. They're both very relevant and useful, but... It depends on when you want to eat. Do you want to see results fast or do you want to see, are you okay seeing results slow? So let's talk about some free or low cost marketing channels. Some of the things you have available to you. So number one is networking. Okay. That's going out there, getting, you know, feet on the ground, getting in front of other people, meeting them, talking, talking about your business. There's local networking groups. There's different things you can do in the area to get in front of your ideal customers and then to kind of educate them and promote them and stuff. Now, I say free, you know, a lot of these free, slow channels are free monetarily, but everything comes at a cost. And typically the free stuff, the cost is time. All right. So it's time you have to invest. You have to go to these places. All right. You have to, you know, take care of all this stuff. So a lot of times when I say free, it's just talking about the money side of things. But I want you to really think about the time cost because time is the most valuable resource in the world. Okay. You can always get more money, but you can't get more time. It's gone. 
Okay, once you lose that time, you cannot get it back again. It is gone forever. And we only have, each each of us has a finite number of, of days <laughs> and, and time, all right? So money is replenishable, okay? That's why I like paid so much is because I can replenish and get more where my time is much more valuable because I can't get it back. So networking, great way. Uh, social media posting, so organic social media posting, growing your Facebook page, your Instagram feed, Maybe it's a YouTube channel or uh, any of the other social platforms by consistently posting. And the thing about social media is it's a consistent thing. And I find a lot of people um, don't have the right mindset with social media. They don't realize that it's something that you need to do regularly and keep up with. Also, it is not a broadcasting platform. Okay? It is interaction. Okay? You're supposed to be interactive. So you should be engaging with everyone who engages with you. You're trying to get people to engage. Social media is social. It's a two-way street. So it's not just posting stuff and then forgetting about it. It's posting it, going in, sparking conversations, replying, interacting. That's what social media has done right. Um, Local events. So maybe they have some events locally, like a little... um, could be like a street fair or maybe they have a local dog event that you're going to have a table at or something going to these local events they typically come with a little cost um, not that much but then again it's kind of maybe falls into networking as well then you're there you're schmoozing you're talking to people letting them you know find out about what they're doing about their dogs and showing telling them about what you do um, i used to do a lot of that as a dog trainer in the beginning um, partnerships is probably one of my favorite okay and that is finding other dog businesses that aren't competitors with you, but they do other things in the dog business. So as a dog daycare and boarding facility, that could be trainers, uh, groomers if you don't do grooming, pet stores, veterinarians. These people have your ideal clients in front of them already. They already have the relationship. So if you can cultivate a partnership or relationship with them, then they're going to be able to send you those customers, all right? Now, the thing about uh, relationships, I say partnerships and relationships, I use them interchangeably, they take time, all right? You have to cultivate them, all right? And when you go into any kind of relationship or partnership, what I used to do, because I have, for my dog training business, I grew it like crazy with partnerships and, and relationships, but it's a slow, long-term thing. You're, you're not, you're going to have to really plant those seeds and really massage them over time. And what you do is you go in there seeing how can I help them out? Don't go in saying, how can they help me? No one's going to want to partner with you if they're just, you know, everyone's worried about themselves. So what I used to do is I used to go into these companies and meet them and think, how can I help them? What can I do to provide the most value to them without thinking about anything coming back to me? And when I did that, surprise, surprise, it came back to me. All right. So you got to go in kind of unselfishly. And lastly is referrals. I'll talk about referrals in a moment, um, but that's basically just getting people to talk about you. Basically, they're doing your marketing for you. The way to get referrals is to take unbelievable care of your customers, of your clients. You have to make them raving fans, all right? Only raving fans will then go and tell people about you, all right, And, and network for you. So the way to create more referrals is to take incredibly good, like like off the charts customer service, just so good care of them and doing things better and unusual than everyone else 
will get people to refer you to everyone. So if you just take really good care of your customers, a lot of those referrals will, and those are good because you don't have to do anything. You know, once you're taking good care of your customers, you're just doing business as usual, and then the referrals will come in. And then there's organic website traffic. So if you have a good website, um, and this could be, I should say, website traffic. It could be web uh, search traffic, organic. So one of the things I do for my clients is I go in and I kind of totally optimize their Google business profile so that they can be seen more in regular search results. And if I'm doing their website, I'm going to make sure it's totally optimized, making sure they're getting a lot of traffic from there. Um, so a lot of um, like search engine optimization stuff. Again, that's a long, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time for Google's algorithm to recognize it and you get some momentum when you have a little more history there. So definitely a good, good way to do it. It just, um, it's a slow process. All right, let's talk some paid marketing channels. All right. And as you know, these are my favorite. I'm a digital marketing guy and, uh, it's again, I like to eat today. So let's start with traditional, all right? And then I'll go into the digital areas. So some traditional way is newspapers, all right? You can run ads in newspapers if they're still around. <laughs> um, I think that's probably not a wise choice because they are a dying breed, but you may have some local papers and stuff there that you could run ads to. Um, magazines too, you may have local magazines. Again, with the digital world we're in, these are becoming less and less popular and prevalent. Um, I saw the stat on newspapers the other day and it's like, wow, they are... They are a dying breed. Um, they're going down all the time, but they are still available in some local markets. Um, could be radio. Uh, there's radio spots. Could be television spots too. Coupon books. I see a lot of people do these like local coupon books that are direct mailed to people. Um, it could be billboard and signs. Maybe you have some signage, some place where you can pay to get your, you know, your signs out in the local area. All right. Those are some of the main traditional ones. Here are some problems with traditional ones. All right, it's what I call a shotgun approach to marketing. So when I take an ad in a newspaper or a magazine or even do a radio commercial or a coupon book or a billboard, any of these, what I'm doing is I'm paying up front. So the newspaper is going to say, you want to add? Okay, sure. You give us money now. Give me like a thousand bucks and then I'm going to put you in there. All right, so you got to pay up front and it is going to be shown to everybody. So everyone who picks up that newspaper is going to see it. Some of them are going to have dogs and be your ideal customers. Many of them, most of them are not. They're not even going to have dogs. So you're showing your ad, you're paying for marketing, and it's going to people that will never, ever use your services. All right, that's a waste of money, okay? Which is why I love the digital channels, all right? The difference than traditional to digital is that you don't have to pay up front, all right? You pay as you go. You set your budget. So with Facebook and Google ads, you pay as you go, all right? And the cool thing is, is they have all the information. There's so much, uh, they have so much data on everybody that I can target specifically. So what I'm doing when I'm running ads for my clients is I'm targeting specific dog people with specific interests in that specific area and I'm not wasting money on anyone else. So your your messages are only going in front of people that are most likely to want and buy it. That's why digital is so powerful because I don't have to pay up front. So if that newspaper ad bombs and you get nobody from it, you're out all the money. 
If I run a Facebook campaign and it doesn't go so well, I can tell in a week or about $100 if it's doing well or not and I can pull it and try something else. So I'm not losing all my money and I don't have nothing to show for it. I have a lot of data that I can use to figure out how to make the next campaign better. Okay. Also, when it's hard to it's hard to tell if a newspaper ad is going unless they come in and say, "Yeah, I saw your newspaper ad." I don't know. But with digital, I can tell exactly who saw the ad, who clicked on it, who did something else, if they filled out a form. I can tell exactly what they did. I have a complete history, so you have so much more data and you can tell what's working and what's not working. And again, it works for any budget and you don't pay until you spend it. All right? For all those reasons, I love digital marketing. Not to mention that newspapers, magazines, coupon books, even radio, they're dying breeds, okay? We are a digital society. COVID sped this up like crazy, all right? It was already headed there, but COVID accelerated it by like 50%, how much quicker we went into the digital world. And luckily, those of us who have been using digital marketing, we didn't have that much of a problem, all right? We've already been there. So I would focus, although I would say if you're spending money on marketing, and you should be, I would not waste money on any traditional means. Those are the dinosaurs. You're going to see a poor return on investment. You're going to have to put more money up at front, and you're going to be, it's harder to track results. So I would go digital would be my recommendation. Go all in on digital. Okay, now... We talked about referrals briefly, and I find when I when I ask companies like, okay, how are you getting new people? And everyone always says, referrals. And they're very happy when they say that. They're all excited. Oh, we get everything from referrals. Well, first of all, yes, that's great. Okay, I'm happy for you. It means you're doing a good job, all right? But there's a big problem with that being your plan of marketing. Like that can't be your plan of marketing. Because what that is, is you're like this woman here. It's called hope marketing. And I got news for you. Hope is not a plan, okay? That's not, you want to bank your business and your livelihood on hope. This is the one channel that you have no control over, okay? All right, referrals is how you get your business. Okay, you need more business. How are you going to get more referrals? It's not up to you. It's up to everybody else. Your clients have to go out and refer you. You have no control over that source. So you can't bank on referrals because if they if something happens, like COVID was a perfect example. For people to refer you, people typically they have to be they're they're like talking to each other and they're in some place. COVID, we weren't around each other. So no one could refer they we weren't yeah, we would see each other on social media, which is you will get some referrals, but a lot of referrals are in person. All right. And once we weren't in person with each other, you're going to, you saw that totally dry up and you couldn't do anything about it because you're just so dependent on them doing it. So you do not want to rely on referrals. That cannot be your marketing strategy because you have no control over it and you're just hoping that people come in the door. You got to be proactive and you got to be hustling and making it happen. All right. So, that's definitely referrals are great. And the way you, you, you cultivate more referrals is just taking really great care of all of your, you know, customers, but that can't be your main, that can't be what you're relying on marketing. Cause it's, that's, there's a chance that you, it's going to dry up. You can't control it. You need to be steering your ship. You need to be able to turn it on and off. All right. So I hope that makes sense. I see a lot of 
a lot of places referring on that and like and re- relying on that. And the problem is, you're like, oh no, we're doing great. You know, we we don't we're getting lots of referrals. We're doing great. We don't need more people right now. That's great, but that's what happens if that stops. All right, you know, you can't. You have no other source. All right, you don't need dependent on one source, let alone a source you can't control. All right, so you want to be doing a multiple things uh, so that you always have new people coming in the door and you can continue to grow and sustain that long term. Hopefully all that makes sense and now you've got kind of the lay of the land, you know the possibilities that are available to you and you can now go and take some action to figure out what are the marketing channels that you want to use to grow your business, to get new leads in, to build your brand's image in the neighborhood and continue to grow your business way into the future, all right? And these thing about marketing is it, you know, it creates like an immediate result, but when you do multiple campaigns over time, it's really creating this this brand image you have in the neighborhood. And the more people see your messaging, your business, your ads, the more you're staying top of mind and the more relevant you're going to be and the more people that are going to know your business and use your business. All right. Uh, have any questions, you know where to reach me, fern at overdogdigital.com. But uh, I hope that gives you some ideas and we'll go into you know some of the details in further episodes of the nitty gritty of a lot of this marketing channels and stuff as the podcast rolls on. But for now, I want you to go have an awesome day, make it epic, create an epic business, and I'll see you again real soon. All right, take care. If you'd like some help with your own digital marketing efforts, just reach out to me at overdogdigital.com forward slash contact and we can schedule time where we can get together, chat, and see if I would be a good fit to help you out.